Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, your host of Let's Ride your Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning Steelers conversation right here on the Steel Curtain Network. I thank you for taking the time and being with me on this Friday. Happy Friday. We have made it, everyone. If anyone is out there like we are here in the Mid-Atlantic and is kind of getting smog to death with some of the wildfires up in Canada. I hope everyone's staying safe. Hope that everyone up in our friends up north. I know we have a lot of the ride or die crew that reside north of the border in Canada. So I hope you are staying safe wherever you are. Be smart. And uh, let's get this show on the road, shall we? And today there was some news or there was some news on Thursday leading up to Friday. The big news, in my opinion, was the Steelers finally released their training camp dates for the 2023 camp. So they're going to go back to Latrobe, St. Vincent College, you name it. You, the fan, is allowed to go there, allowed to watch practices. You're allowed to take it all in, and it's really great. And I haven't been there in a really long time. I would love to be able to go back. Maybe I will at some point. I don't know. But still, the one of the things is that you got to look at the dates. You got to know when the players report. You got to know what they're doing. So before I go any further with specific dates, in case you haven't seen them, Understand that all of these dates are subject to change, especially when we're talking about summer in Western Pennsylvania, you have those pop-up thunderstorms. They can move practice back to Pittsburgh where they want to use the indoor facility. They can move it over to the turf fields, which aren't as visible to the, to the fans and the seats. They can cancel it all together. And so unfortunately, if you're trying to plan a trip, unfortunately you don't always have those options because you don't know what the weather is going to be like. And if, if, if you're going to go, my best advice is try to pick a couple days. It's rare that you would have two to three days that are completely washed out. Try to have a couple days so that if you, if one gets rained out or one gets moved, you should be able to get there for another one. But here are the dates. The players report this year on July 26th. So July 26th, that seems to be the very typical day. Unless the team plays in a hall of fame game, which they're not this year. They typically do report anywhere around the 26th, 27th. That's kind of standard operating procedures for the Steelers. Their first open practice will be the 27th, the very next day. Now, the 26th is typically when the players move in. They get all their stuff out of their cars. Uh, they're talking to the media. Some don't talk to the media. And that's also when they typically do some form of conditioning test and things like that so that on the 27th, they're ready to go. It is important to remind you, though, that those first few practices will not be padded. The new collective bargaining agreement states that the team has an acclimation period to practice. So if you're there on the 27th and you're like, where in the heck are the pads? I don't hear them popping. It's because they're not. They're going to be doing football drills. They're going to be doing everything. A lot of like OTA type stuff, but they're not going to be have uh, the, the pads popping. Now, if you're someone that loves autographs and you love that interaction with the players, the Friday Night Lights practice at Latrobe Memorial High School might be your best bet, and that's August 4th, August 4th. So keep that in mind. Also, uh, they, they did announce, and this was kind of really just, uh, just a ho-hum thing. I wrote the article for the website on Thursday morning, but the Steelers' preseason schedule is now complete. It was already known who they would play. The Tampa Bay Bucks on the road in week one. They play the Buffalo Bills at home in week two, and then they go to the Atlanta Falcons in week three. Everything was known about those games except for the week three time and like broadcast stuff. Is, it, is Are any games going to be on NBC or any games going to be on ESPN, NFL Network? The answer to the last question is no. For the first time in a long time, the Steelers will not have a preseason game on national television. Something could change. 
the NFL network could say, Hey, that, that game against Buffalo, we want to, we want to have that one. And we're going to, we're going to have that be our game of the week, but they haven't announced it yet. So that's going to be really important is that, you know, if you're looking, if you're thinking like, how do I watch these preseason games? You're either going to have to watch the playback on the NFL network, which they will always show every single game. But if you want to watch it live, you might have to be getting the NFL plus um, subscription for a month and then cancel it. That's what I did last year. That might be where you have to go. So other than that, OTAs is a wrap. Mini camp is next week. That's going to be exciting. I haven't seen anything stating that OTAs has been canceled. Or I'm sorry, not OTAs. Mini camp has been canceled. Because if you remember last year, they had such good attendance at OTAs. Mike Tomlin said, Mike Tomlin said, yeah, we don't have to do that. We don't have to do that this year. And so last year they did that. They, they canceled it. I haven't seen that they've canceled it yet this year. So keep that in mind. Uh, if news breaks, obviously, we'll let you know here on the Steel Curtain Network as well as BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Yes, that website still exists. So that's the news. What are we talking about today? You know, I listen to all of our podcasts on the Steel Curtain Network. I obviously uh, listen and follow when it comes to the national narratives and even the local narratives in the 412 area code. That is Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, in case you didn't know. And the one thing that is bothering me is how it always feels like fans and sometimes even beat reporters always feel the need and the desire to not just report what is happening, but feel the desire to somehow figure it out. Quote unquote, air quotes, figure it out. What I'm talking about here is, you know, they, they don't trust the team. Most of these people, they don't trust that the Steelers can find a way, figure things out because this what the, the title of this podcast is. It's crazy. But the Steelers may actually have a plan here, people. They may actually have a plan. So we have these fans and some of the media members that just love to try and let, I want to figure it out. I need to be the one that figures it out. And uh, in reality, we'll never know. We'll never know exactly what's being said in the meetings, in the film rooms, all those things that the the Steelers do on a day-to-day basis. We're never going to be there. Even if someone is in the facility covering the team, they're never going to be there. So in that regard, we'll never know. We can guess, and sometimes we might actually be right, but that doesn't mean that we know because we rarely, no, no, let me take that, let me take that back. We never know. We never truly know. So what I'm talking about today is that there are some positions on the Steelers roster that fans are already freaking out about. They are freaking out about, Oh my gosh, what are we going to do with this one? And I don't know what the Steelers are thinking and how in the hell could they go into a a season like this? I get the concern. I understand the premise. I don't understand exactly what you're trying to get to by trying to wrap your head around this stuff that is way over the vast majority of yours acumen when it comes to football. So what I did is I looked at the three positions and the three, three positions on defense and three positions on offense And I tried to figure out, okay, maybe the Steelers have a plan here. We, the fans, we don't know what that plan is. I'm glad we don't know what that plan is. If we know the plan, you better believe that all 31 other NFL teams knows the plan too. So we don't know the plan, but maybe the Steelers do actually have a plan here. Okay, let's start on defense because I think those are the most pressing concerns amongst the fan base. First is inside linebacker. You know, I talked to Shannon White on Monday and uh, you know, in the second half of the show, we have Jeremy Drone Betts coming on. I'll probably bring it up with him as well. A lot of people were questioning, you know, Landon Roberts, Cole Holcomb, Mark Robinson. Is that it? 
I, they're not going to do anything. You know, they're not going to bring anyone in. They're not going to make a trade. They still might. Omar Khan, I wouldn't put anything past him. But as of right now, what if the Steelers actually have a plan? What if that plan is something that we're not even discussing? Like Tanner Muse, Miles Killebrew. Is it likely? No. But could it be a plan? Yes, it could. Could the Steelers have some different philosophies that they're about to implement that we've never seen before as fans? So how would we be able to predict it? I mean, think about some of these things as we approach. So inside linebacker, maybe they do have a plan. Maybe it's not just, well, that's the one position that we just haven't been able to kind of really solidify everything. Maybe that's that. No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying, what if they actually have a plan? The next one is safety. You know, uh, we have people on our own staff that have been kind of racking their brains. You have Minka Fitzpatrick, all world, all pro, pro bowl, you name it. The the adjective, the the the, the honor is, is bestowed upon him. He is one of the best in the game. And then you're like, well, okay, you let Terrell Edmonds go. Terrell Edmonds and Minka Fitzpatrick were a great fit. They, they work so well together, but they let him go. Maybe he wanted to be let go. Who knows? We'll never know. However, then you look at, okay, they bring in DeMonte KZ. Well, KZ is a center fielder. Who's going to be in the box? They bring in Keanu Neal. Yeah, but he's so limited in coverage. What are they going to do? Oh, my gosh. They can't use Minka Fitzpatrick in that spot. Minka Fitzpatrick last year played the worst game of his season when he was in that role. Folks, maybe they have a plan. Maybe they have a plan. This is one of those times where I love how we want to figure it out, but maybe the Steelers actually have a plan for these three safeties, safeties of those skill sets that I just mentioned, center fielder KZ, box safety Keanu Neal, and the joker of the, the, the jack of all trades is what I should call him. Minka Fitzpatrick. Maybe they have a plan. And the last one's cornerback. Oh my gosh. The aging Patrick Peterson. Levi Wallace. What are his limitations? Chandon Sullivan? Dad, who's that guy? What is he going to bring? You have all these different pieces of the puzzle that you're trying to fit together. Rookies, Corey Trice Jr., Joey Porter Jr. All I can say is that maybe there is, I keep reiterating it over and over again. I'm trying to hopefully get it through to you all. Maybe there is a plan in place. Maybe this is something that the Steelers actually have. You know, well, yeah, we built this defensive secondary for a reason. We got these specific players for a reason. They signed DeMonte KZ over Edmonds for a reason. They bring in Patrick Peterson on day one and let Cameron Sutton walk for a reason. We don't know what that reason is right now, but maybe there is that plan. Let's go to the offensive side of the ball. Tight end. Tight end, especially one player. One player, and that one player is none other than Connor Hayward. Oh, Connor Hayward, what are they going to do with him? He's, was he a fullback? He's not a fullback. No, he's not a fullback. There's no way they could use him a fullback. Maybe they actually, they being Matt Canada and the offensive coaching staff, maybe they actually do have a really unique plan for Connor Hayward that we haven't seen. Who's the last player you've seen on the Steelers roster that has his type of athleticism and his type of build? I can't think of one. Maybe Will Johnson way back in the day, he was more of a fullback. He was more of a tight end, not the H-back. Connor Hayward's more like an H-back. He could run the ball if he wanted. He can catch the ball. He he can run some routes. He's athletic. This is not a, no, he's not your standard fullback. He's not Dan Kreider, nor is he even Derek Watt. But maybe they have a plan for him. I, I know that's crazy. Matt Canada having a plan. Jeff, you're nuts. No, I get it. Not saying that at all, but at the same time, I do just maybe. Let's go to the next one. Running back. Jalen Warren, Najee Harris. 
mixing up the load in terms of the division of labor. What is that going to look like? That's a concern for the Steelers fan base. I don't think it's that much of a concern, but again, they're talk that they could have both of those backs in the backfield at the same time. So that tells me they're thinking outside the box. Maybe they have a plan in place. We got to remember that. And lastly, offensive tackle. Well, Broderick Jones, is he ready? Dan Moore can't play left tackle. Could he play right tackle? Chooks is an inflated salary. I had someone suggesting me on Twitter they should cut Chooks a core for to save $10 million. And then what? So you move Dan Moore to right tackle, and then you have no backup, LaRaven Clark. You want to go into a season with LaRaven Clark as your primary backup? No. No, I don't. So in this regard, this is one of those where, hey, maybe maybe Dan Moore starts at left tackle. And the plan is that eventually Broderick Jones takes over, and then Dan Moore's your swing tackle. We'll evaluate next year, next year. All these positions, this is the common thread, is maybe the Steelers under Omar Khan with Mike Tomlin's tutelage actually approached this offseason and said, you know what? Let's do things a little different. Andy Weedle, got to throw him in there as well. Maybe we should do things a little, a little different in terms of roster construction. Let's bring in players that we want that are going to implement our system the best. That's free agency. That's the draft. And that's how we implement them on the field. And unfortunately for fans, that means that it takes them out of it. They don't see it. They're not going to see it until Latrobe when they show up for training camp and in the preseason. And even then, it won't be all of it. But maybe the Steelers are taking a different approach. I'm here for it, and I trust it. I trust that they have a plan. Until they prove that they don't have a plan, I'm going to trust that they do. And hopefully you do too. Let me know. Find me on Twitter, at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T. All right, that does it for me in the first half. In the second half, we've got Jeremy Jerome Betts coming up. Stay tuned, folks. We will be right back. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second segment. It is Friday. It is time for the All Bets Are Off segment. Jeremy Jerome Betts joins me. He took the week off last week. What's up, Jerome? How's it going? Man, I hated to miss a week, but things came up. But I'm glad to be back. Schedules happen. I get it. I get it. So here we are on this Friday. Let me ask you real quick, because uh, there was some rumors earlier in the week that TJ Watt had the potential of being on the Madden cover for the Madden 24 game. Were, are you a superstitious guy in that regard? Like, were you sitting there like, oh gosh, please not TJ, because if it's TJ and he just got hurt last year, yeah. what were your thoughts? I mean, obviously it's not TJ, it's Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills, but what were your thoughts on that whole thing? I I guess the the Madden curse thing, I don't know. I I, I haven't really ever considered it because Steelers are very rarely on the cover. <laughs> yeah. So only twice, um, only twice actually. Yeah, Troy Polamalu and who was the other one? Antonio Brown. Antonio and, Brown, you're right. I have yeah. that one actually. Thank you for <laughs> reminding me. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, it it wasn't bugging me too much, but you know, I anytime my my Steelers get recognized for what they do, what they are, uh, especially the really good players like TJ Watt, I'm always happy. Uh, do I get too concerned about curses? No, not so much, but I do wear the same lucky socks and the same shirt 
when I watch games if we're on a winning streak. So yeah. I only change it up if we lose. So I do have some superstitions. I won't say that I'm I'm completely unsuperstitious and I, I just do whatever. So are you superstitious with anything else that's not Steeler related in life? No. Any, any endeavor are you super like for you're a golfer i'm a golfer yeah, okay okay are you superstitious in golf do you ever go through a same routine like you do you, you know, anything like that well uh, I, jeff i i gotta be honest with you I, i'm not consistent enough in my golf game <laughs> to really consider anything because for me it's like if if i'm if i'm really just just doing something right or something's going right that's where my superstition can lie so it's Got like it. if the steelers keep winning over and over and i'm wearing my long sleeve uh property of pittsburgh Steelers shirt then i'm gonna keep wearing that thing until until we lose because yeah. that's obviously what is helping us win but you know if if it's do i have the same routine before every shot i try to to keep myself consistent but i don't have any any quirks really or anything that i do to to make it work better if you will so yeah no i get it when, i mean when when roethlisberger was playing i wore the same jersey the players sure. did so if they were home i wore black they were the road on the white golfing i'm very superstitious okay. uh when i tee the ball up i always have to make sure that well i only use titleist pro v's and like the titleist yep. has to be facing me and okay. when i strike the ball i don't want the line for the putting lines to be where i strike the ball so it's got to be the, the blank right. side of the golf ball okay I don't know. That means nothing in golf. Like it doesn't impact <laughs> the ball flight at all. I right. don't want people to listen to my podcast at also golf, which by the way, one of my loyal followers sent me a video. He had his first hole in one oh, this man. past week. He had video of him going on the cart and then looking into the hole and seeing it there. And it, we actually went back and forth on DM on Twitter. It was really cool to have him share That's that with nice. me. So congratulations. Do you have a hole? Do you have a hole in one? I do not. I have hold Neither out from I. multiple fairways on Ooh. par fours, but I've, I've never done that had the one. one. <laughs> I've only I've only hold out from a fairway one time on okay. a par four. Gotcha. Yeah. Never been never been close to an albatross. I think an albatross is so much more difficult than a than oh. a hole in one even. Yeah, uh, you just have to luck into those things, uh, especially <laughs> at, at my skill level. I would say. <laughs> well, you're better than I am, I think. So that's fine. But hey. Well, this isn't a golf show. It's a Steelers show. And the Steelers are in the OTAs, their latest week of the OTAs. And I want to ask you a question that was kind of asked in my mailbag segment this past week. If there was someone that you would say is going to be a surprise cut for the Steelers. Now, this is forecasting down the road after training camp. Who would that player be that if you hear they got cut, you're like, holy cow, they got cut. Who is that player for you? Man, that's tough. I think... I think I'll go wide receiver because there's so many of those. I'd say, I'd say Miles Boykin, and I'm gonna say that because he was just such a pivotal special teams member for them last year, and when they brought him back, it really just seemed like this this is a guy that they trust to provide valuable snaps as a gunner on special teams and be kind of a fifth, sixth wide receiver. Uh, with some size, with some athletic ability on the, on the outside. So I would say uh, that it, it doesn't look like anybody really is coming in to take that role for him. I know the Steelers did sign Hakeem Butler, who profiles as a similarly large, speedy wide receiver, but he just doesn't have that special teams acumen that – Miles Boykin does. So I would say I would be very surprised if Boykin is 
cut, but that might not be bold enough for some people. I don't know, but that's who, who I came up with uh, in just the couple seconds to think about it there. I gave it, I, that's what I said originally Boykin. Then I actually said yep. Allen Robinson would be even a bigger surprise. Okay. Yeah. Traded for him. Right. Today. What about the other way around? What is a player that you're thinking right now that I don't think they have a shot at making it, but would be a shock if they did make the team. Uh, uh putting you on the spot. I know maybe Alfonso Graham, the running back oh, that they okay. signed. Say what now? <laughs> no, I just yeah. said, I put you yeah, on the spot. Uh, Alfonso Graham. I, I'd say, yeah, I'd say him just because Anthony McFarland's still there. The Steelers comfortable with, with Jalen Warren, Najee Harris. Uh, there's going to be cut downs later that they might try to add a third running back. So Alfonso Graham is a guy who, has a lot of hype amongst Steelers fans, but I just don't know if if he'll end up making the roster uh, for a team that probably won't spend a lot of thought on their RB3 position this year. Yeah, that, that, that's something. I mean, I I would actually be shocked if Gunnar Olszewski makes the team. I mean, would, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, would, for sure. Hey, you think about his return acumen. Everyone's like, well, he's a returner. The dude lost the week two game against New England last year by muffing a yep. punt. Like, let's not forget that. Now, we talked a lot when after the draft, post-NFL draft, we talked about which player is going to have the biggest impact this year. Let's go to free agency. Think about the free agents. I want Give me one on offense, one on defense that you think is going to be have the biggest impact on the Steelers in 2023. Who do you got? Let's start with defense. I think it's Cole Holcomb, and I think that it's because – He's going to wear that green dot that Steelers Nation is obsessed with. Yeah. And he's going to be the, the quarterback of the defense for the, the front. And I think when you're when you're talking about a guy with his skill set where coming downhill, hitting the ball carrier, making plays on on the run, blitzing, those are some of his his strong suits. That recognition factor for him, the ability to to call the defense, if you will and handle the assignments of some of the guys as he's looking across and and seeing what the offense is lining up in trying to determine what the play call is going to be whether he can hold his own in that regard is going to be telling for how good this inside linebacker core is going to be and they're thin as it is so if Cole Holcomb doesn't work out if he's a bust if you will as a free agent pickup then I think the Steelers the middle of that defense could struggle a little more than we're, than we're hoping it could. I don't know how your thoughts are on Cole Holcomb. I just think that he's, he's got a lot of potential to be a, a really good player on this team. You know, he's getting rave reviews. If you listen to the steel city insider podcast, which ran Wednesday at noon on our audio side, yes. um, boy, you had, you had Jim Wexel and especially Mike Prezuda of yeah, DVE very much we're all in on this whole Cole Holcomb and they think that they got it right. But to Jim Wexel's credit, he also did say, I thought they got it right with miles Jack. And I thought they got it right with, uh, Oh, who's the guy that used to play for Cleveland and Jacksonville. Schobert, Joe Schobert, yes, yeah. Joe Schobert. Thank you. Yeah. So he did recognize that maybe he doesn't have the best eye for inside linebacker talent, but they do like <laughs> what they see from Cole yeah. Holcomb. Now let's go to the offensive side though. you gave okay. defense Holcomb. I agree hundred percent on the offensive side, a little bit different. Which free agent there do you point to and say that's the impact guy? So I wanted to go Isaac Siamalu because I, I just think he's going to just be a fantastic player on the offensive line. But Jeff, I, I, I'd like to ask your permission to go with the trade acquisition actually 
and Allen Robinson. If sure. That's okay let's, with you. let's count. Let's count it as an acquisition. That's fine. Sure. Uh, because I think if there's anything that the Steelers offense might be lacking is it's just a, a group of leaders, a, a real core of leaders on that side of the ball that have experience in the league. So Kenny Pickett's going to be a leader, obviously. Second-year player, knows the system now. He's the quarterback. He's going to be a leader. We're, we're hearing good things about that side of it as well. But that wide receiver room, a lot of young guys, a lot of guys that need molding. I know Deontay Johnson's there, but he hasn't always been a, a highly touted individual for his leadership qualities either. So I'm going to go with Allen Robinson because I think he could he could really pull this unit together and and help them work together as a team. And maybe his impact is more felt in that regard than actually on the field. Although I do think he'll have a, a decent role on the field. And if George Pickens goes down, if Deontay Johnson goes down, he's going to step into a really prominent role on this offense for whatever length of time that is. And with a second-year quarterback ready to make a leap, his presence is going to be huge. Can he provide a spark for this team in leadership and on the field? It's going to be interesting. You know, you bring up wide receiver. I got to ask you what your thoughts are on Calvin Austin the third. Yeah. And he's he's that kind of, you know, let's assume they're going to keep six. So you figure that Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, and Allen Robinson are locks. Well, the last three, I mean, that that's that's a toss-up. And and you could see you brought up Akeem Butler, you have Miles yeah. Boykin. Um, you, you've got some players, you know, Anthony Miller, even though he's kind of nursing a hamstring already. Calvin Austin's that that unknown. Everyone talks about his speed and his burst and his ability, and I'm not denying that, but it, it's it's right. completely unknown. When you think about just overall impact, because that's what we're talking about here, do you see his impact even being noticeable early on in 2023? Or is he going to be a player that after he gets acclimated, because he's essentially a rookie, maybe in the second half is when we see him actually start to make some plays? Yeah. Darius Hayward Bay comes to mind as the role I envision for Calvin Austin in this offense. Kind of the jet sweep guy, the go vertical a few plays a game, try to stretch the defense, keep them honest. That's the kind of role I envision for him. Johnny Holton is another guy that you could, you could think of that the Steelers brought in for that type of role with Roethlisberger in place. The thing I love about the Steelers wide receiver room is that they've guys, they've got guys that can do everything or one thing to, to create yeah. a whole unit that can do everything is what I'm trying to say there. Calvin Austin to me, if the if the Steelers offense lacked anything for the entirety of 2022 and I know they got better down the stretch but the one thing that they really lacked for the whole season was an explosive score from anywhere on the field element and you have to have that in today's NFL I'm not saying he's going to be Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle or one or Devonta Smith one of these guys that is just an incredible field stretcher and a game changer because of their elite speed right off the bat, but can he open up the offense in other ways? Can he help other players with their roles getting open, uh, allowing, keeping defenses honest to where they can't just double team George Pickens. They can't just uh, roll the safety down over Deontay Johnson in possession down situations where his route running ability is, is key. Uh, can he keep defenses honest? I think he can. I think that speed is real. I think the shiftiness is real and maybe I'm underselling him a little bit. We just don't know at this point. Maybe I'm overselling him a little bit. Like I said, we don't know. It's going to be interesting to see, but the hype coming out of, of 
OTAs. And I say that with a, a huge smile on my face because what hype is real out of OTAs? You know what I mean? It's We've got to put some pads on. We've got to see how these guys work together for real down the road. But that, that hype is real uh, as far as defenders taking notice. Patrick Peterson's on record as, as saying good things about him. Um, Kenny Pickett likes what he sees out of him. A lot of guys that are there on the field reporting say he pops. And yeah. uh, so we're going to see. Yeah. When Patrick Peterson, I mean, this guy's been around. I mean, he he's, he's a veteran in every yeah. essence of the word. And when he says, man, that Joker is fast. Like he's played against these elite players. He's played against Tyree kill and the Jalen waddles of the world and also the burners before them. And he says that dude is fast. That makes me take notice more so than any beat writer saying like, wow, Calvin Austin's looking good. When a player of his caliber says that, that makes me say, well, wait a second. That Calvin Austin, like he, we might have something here. We'll see how the Steelers utilize him. And that's when all the Matt Canada haters come out and say they won't be able to, but that's a discussion for another time. Jeremy, why don't what's up? Or, or is it that Patrick Peterson is getting slower now? And so there it is. The speed of Calvin Austin Austin just looks different now that, that Patrick Peterson's like huffing and puffing. That sounds like a Facebook post on our (laughs) Facebook page. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) All right, man. Good stuff. Hey, let everyone know what's coming up on the Steelers fix. You had a great episode this past week. I love the title of captain cam and general, uh, general Kenny Pickett. Um, so let them know what's coming up on Steelers fix as well as on the website. Yeah. I wrote an article about that topic as well. Who's leading the charge. Is it the, the OGs or is it the youngsters on this team whose success means more to the Steelers? So an article is coming up on that. You can always check that out on the Steelers fix. We're going to dive into 2024 draft stuff, just kind of a 3000 foot view position groups and things like that coming up here on the Steelers fix as well. You can follow me on Twitter at the bets 93. I'll admit I haven't been as busy on my own account because I've been handling the BTSC account. I need some time. So uh, if you want to get some of my thoughts, all right folks thank you to jeremy as always for taking the time every friday it's it's always awesome to talk football with him to talk steelers and you know what let's finish this out with a heart-to-heart like we always do you know i've always talked about the calm before the storm we are entering that calm before the storm right now when you consider this lull that the Steelers are about to go into. A lot of fans bemoan that lull. They say, oh gosh, I can't stand how there's no news. Just enjoy it. I mean, this sounds crazy, but just enjoy the break before the chaos begins. We all love the chaos. I'm not saying that the chaos is bad, but just enjoy the break before the chaos begins. Why? Because that's when things get hot and heavy. Just relax. Just enjoy it. Just, Just hope that there's no major news so that we don't have to cover anything negative like an arrest or an injury or anything like that. Let's just keep those good vibes going. Let's enjoy this little break that's about to come up for the Steelers and then get ready for that chaos because I know I'm ready. I know you're ready. We're all ready. So there you go. Hey, I hope you all have a great weekend. My ride or die crew, you are the absolute best. I hope you have a great weekend and you're ready for Monday. I'm going to have a good Monday morning conversation for you. But you know how we finished out here, folks. Be safe. Be kind. And God bless